Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 288 or 89.5? I don't know, some episode. It's a micro episode with Justin. On tonight's episode, you get to build Nintendo Legos. Paper Mario comes out. So let's talk a little about how that's unfolding. Huh? Huh? And are the rumors about a Nintendo Direct true? Who knows? But I'll talk about it. Let's get started. Jesse, cue the music. Folks, what is going on? Justin Masson here with Nintendo Dads, and you're like, this sounds weird. What is going on? Man, I'm happy you're here. I'm happy you're with me today. I'm so excited. Um, let's talk about maybe what's going on right now, because first you're probably like, boy, the audio quality, even for Justin, sounds worse than usual. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, this is kind of an interesting short conversation bonus episode, Justin Mini, Justin Jabbers episode. The reason being essentially this, um, it's summer, uh, we are all kind of weirdly busy and have some weird scheduling conflicts today and, and have other things going on, so it looked like there was a conflict of an episode going out, and so we just kind of did some uh, rejigging, and uh, I said, hey, sure, look, at why don't I record an episode today um, on, on the road? And you're like, wait, hold on, on the road? That's right, I'm driving right now, I'm on the road, literally driving, um, so I thought, sure, look, at why not have this episode? Um, so where am I driving to? That's a great question. You know, sometimes we get uh, told that we don't do enough dad stuff, enough parenting stuff. So let me tell you what I just did uh, as a parent is I just dropped my kids off. Yay! Uh, with my, with her nana and papa, my, my parents, uh, for like a week. Uh, it's the summer. And man, it's, it's, uh, we're kind of loosening up some of our quarantine laws up here in Canada. And, um. You know, the kids have wanted to go see their Nana and Papa for, you know, several months, obviously, since quarantine kicked off. And uh, and so we, we've arranged that. So we're excited. Uh, they're going to go up to their grand, their Nana and Papa's for, for about a week, which is fantastic. So for me, it's a, it's a drive back to Lethbridge, which is about two hours. So, gonna, you know, on the road again, heading back that way. And I thought, well, let's record this episode, get it sorted. Um, yeah, so we're excited for that. And, uh, and of course... The kids are out, so uh, my wife and I are uh, Jody uh, are gonna have a kind of a little nice date night tonight. Uh, so uh, of course, in like super casual, you know, we're, you know, you can't really go to a restaurant. We're doing we're doing anything crazy because it's obviously still COVID and restaurants are weird. Uh, we're doing like takeaway chicken wings, um, maybe some adult beverages, and playing the new DLC for Overcooked too. Sun's out, bun's out. Yeah, we are. So that is what we are doing. So that's kind of why we're doing this episode. It's a little bit different. Uh, I'm on the road. Uh, Jesse and I believe Tim are going to be doing like a live stream tonight of Paper Mario. But by the time you hear this as a tonight thing, you've already seen it. So check our YouTube channels. I think there's a live stream of Paper Mario. So that's great. It's always kind of nice also to give the guys, the team, a little bit of a rest. Uh, again, I mean, for those of you that count score... We go weekly, uh, so, uh, you know, it's nice to give a bit of a rest. Now, we're going to jump into the news. There's not a lot of news items, and for full transparency, I don't have my notes in front of me. I'm Again, I'm driving, and that would be unsafe. So I'm going to go off of things that I know in my head, and so there may be a lot of um-actually fact-checking me here, 
Uh, but we're going to jump into it. And of course, the news, the news is brought to us by you, the amazing, amazing Patreon folks. We love you so much. Head over to uh, patreon.com backslash Dads. But man, you guys, you guys are so, you keep our lights on. Thank you. Thank you so much for your continued support, for your amazing, um, just love. There's some amazing stuff going on on Patreon right now. If you are a Patreon member, you got first look. Ladies and gentlemen, first look, sneak preview, world premiere of the new Nintendo Dads, well, thing. A new Nintendo Dads piece of property, I guess you'd say, uh, that's going to be revealed very soon. For those of you that that are maybe following us on, on, the, on Nintendo Dads over in the social media, you notice that our profile picture is kind of weird. It says under construction. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the reveal will be coming up this Monday, July 20th. And, uh, and if you're a Patreon member, you got to see first peek at what that reveal looks like. So we're so excited. Lots of great positive feedback about that. Um, and if you're, yeah, you, you also get to hear why we made that decision. So Monday, July 20th, check out, we've got a, a reveal for you guys, for everyone as well. Um, of course, again, guys, thank you so much to our amazing Patreon folks. Also, you know, I say this at the beginning of the most shows, so I'll say it here as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, not only just for our amazing patrons, but for the people that are, are uh, supporting us on YouTube and just subbing and watching our videos. Man, that's such a... I'm glad that you guys are enjoying that content. We have so much hard-working content creators, not just of the, like, the core Nintendo dads, but we have so many content creators who are putting out stuff, whether it's Dad Crossing, whether it's Dads After Dark, The Dinner Table... We have about half a dozen uh, members of the Discord community and Patreon community putting out reviews, first looks of content, um, and just providing, leveraging that platform for people to really, really enjoy and put out their own content. And so we're so happy for that. Uh, but yeah, subscribing and all that stuff on YouTube. For those of you that are like using the Twitch Prime subscriptions every single month, wow, thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are awesome. I'm so amazed by how amazing our community is. So. All right, let's just jump right into the news. All right, I guess the news would be like, do it, I would say there. So here we go. Um, so again, I don't have my notes in front of me, so I'm just going to randle, uh, rabble off here. So this week, Nintendo revealed, I guess Lego Company, on behalf of Nintendo, revealed the, the Nintendo NES Lego kit, which looks absolutely incredible. Uh, coming out on, on August 1st, Retail price of 200 USD. I think it's like 260 or 270 in Canada. I think it was like 220 pounds over in the UK. I'm sure you probably already know the price of this thing, or you can figure it out in your own region. So I'm not going to tell you all those. Uh, coming out on August 1st, and this looks like this. I, this was really fascinating, and it's and it's again, you know, if I put on my business Justin hat, this is fascinating from the partnership that we heard about Nintendo and Lego nearly six months ago. Right, so when Nintendo and Lego did that first reveal, we saw these kind of like these, I don't want to say Duplo-esque, but kind of um, bigger blocked um, Lego bits or pieces that came out that looked very kind of like ages, you know, six to eight. We were all like, oh, that's not what we thought it was going to be. And I think I think as adults or as people who grew up with Lego, we were, I think some of us were a little bit disappointed, right? The man-children of the internet cried and were upset that that wasn't what they got and what they wanted. Fast forward now to this week, and we get this reveal of this set that is like, it's over 2,000 pieces, super detailed, like super, um, yeah, detailed is the word I'm going to look for there. 
lifelike, really incredible. Now, if you've seen this thing, you actually build a cartridge, you build the controller, the controller connects to the actual platform and the system, and then there's a CRT old-school television built out of Lego as well that has a dial on the side of it that as you, as you kind of um, rotate the dial, it's like a diorama and a scene actually occurs and Mario runs across like level 1-1. One, one. This is absolutely bonkers and so cool and so incredible and so lifelike. Like, again, you can actually put the cartridge in the Nintendo, the Lego Nintendo system and actually push it down and close the lid. Like, like realism absolutely matched. Absolutely, absolutely incredible stuff. Um, and they kicked this off with a, with a statement of, in celebration of Mario's 35th anniversary this year, now, this was interesting because I think this is the first time that we've heard a public announcement of Mario's, of the, you know, 35th anniversary of Mario from um, a, par- a Nintendo partner. And I thought that was really, really interesting. So this, so I feel like this, this Nintendo uh, Lego kit is aimed at a much older audience, very much my age, the nostalgias, right? The 30s to 40s, you know, uh, maybe mid 25s who grew up with this, right? Who were like, oh, I know all of these things. You're blowing in the cartridge. I totally get it. This all feels 100% familiar. This feels like that's that group, right? That kind of middle-aged, income, nostalgia-seeking fans. And I think that was really incredible. Now, this is interesting from another perspective because I think if you look at the Lego strategy, you've had this kind of like what I would call like this very high-end piece, which is the, the kit that comes out on August 1st. Then you have this kind of like, entry-level kit, which comes out in the, you know, August 1st also for the kind of, you know, six to nine-year-olds kind of Duplo block one. But there's this mid-range one that we're missing right now. And this is why I kind of have hope that, and I think that, I shouldn't say just hope, but I think this demonstrates that the agreement with Nintendo and Lego is so much more than I think what we originally thought it to be. I think originally we're like, oh, these weird kid Duplo things. That's not what I thought. This, I think, shows that this agreement, where LEGO is looking, where they are focusing their energy with Nintendo, is so much more than just one category or one age group or one demographic, but understand the timelessness and the appeal of the entire Nintendo ecosystem, franchise, and environment that they've created. So I think this mid-tier, and I'm using this word mid-tier as kind of this idea of you go if you you know if you go to like a, a ten year old's birthday party or a twelve year old's birthday party and they're like I want Lego it's going to be a kit right it's going to be something it's the Harry Potter kit the Star Wars kit and you know you know what kit I'm talking about right those kits that you walk into Toys R Us or Walmart and like ninety percent of the Lego wall are these kits they've got the minifigs they've got a scene they've probably a couple little things that little levers that you can use or move you, you know that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about. The stuff that we probably are happy to pick up as kind of, you know, middle-aged individuals and play with and build. And there's so much nostalgia there, right? I think of, for a great example, I have the Overwatch set. And I've got, it's got Reinhardt and D.Va in there. And that's a great example of that's the kind of level of set that I think we're missing. And it gives me hope, based on what I'm seeing now, that that kind of next tier, that might actually be occurring. And I think the franchise that is perfectly aligned and perfectly set for this is something like the Legend of Zelda. Like, could you, like, I think Legend of Zelda Lego set is a perfect mid-tier 
set and, and, and idea. And the interesting part about it is that you could actually take that mid-tier uh, Legend of Zelda idea and go across so many different genres and, and skews of that franchise and, and have different different sets associated with it. You could have a Breath of the Wild set. You could have a Majora's Mask set. An Ocarina of Time set. A Wind Waker set. A Skyward Sword set. Although, why would you? A Twilight Princess set. You can have all of these different sets. Link to the past, right? You could, you could, you, you could have like the, the Legend of Zelda Lego set. And they're all different, um, skews of that franchise. Cause the, the, the amazing part is that franchise is so different almost every single time, right? And I think that would be, I would not be shocked if we end up seeing that happen in the future. Now, will we see it this year? I, I don't necessarily know, but I think, you know, how long is this agreement with Lego and Nintendo? Um, if I think of, you know, the partnership deals that we've seen them with, like Harry Potter, Star Wars, Marvel, these are these are huge contracts, a long time. Hold on. <laughs> Bless me. I am so sorry. I can't get a mute button because I'm driving right now. Um, so I think that there is a just a massive amount of options that Lego could do with Nintendo to build just a real universe, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see a, um, a mid-tier set as well. So, uh, I, I, my wife, <laughs> my wife says to me, she's like, so you're getting that, aren't you? And I'm like, oh, I so want to, but the, the responsible part of me is saying no, but also yes, I don't know. Oh man, it looks so good. Um, yeah. So guys, that is the Lego stuff. After you hear this episode, like, let me know. What do you think? Like, send me a DM or, or a tweet or respond to this episode on Twitter. Do you agree, disagree? What other Lego franchises would you love to see? Or whatever Nintendo franchise would you love to see Lego do? And how do you think they could do it as well? So that is uh, my first news item, I guess. Yeah, that's enough. Uh, let's go to our next news item. Paper Mario and the Origami King comes out tomorrow, which for me, tomorrow is Friday. For you, it's probably today. So it's probably come out. Um, reviews have already come out for it, previews and reviews. Kind of getting like a sevens and eights across the board. Uh, I think IGN, IGN gave it a seven, but I have seen about as high as about an eight and an 8.5. Again, I'm not going to deep dive those reviews. Uh, I think it looks good. Uh, you know, obviously we saw last week um, you know what? I've got more news items I just thought of because we haven't talked for a week. Oh my gosh. Last week, Treehouse Live, uh, did their, their, you know, 30 minutes playthrough of, um, Paper Mario and the Origami King. I thought that was, I thought it was interesting. The challenge I had with that actually is I was saying to Jesse and Tim as we were watching, I was like, I feel like I'm being spoiled. Like there's things here that I would have loved to discover on my own because I think one of the things that I've discovered, especially with even Paper Mario um, and the Color Splash, which I enjoyed for the Wii U, they always have really good writing. Like it's smart writing, it's clever writing, and we're hearing that as a resounding theme as well. You know, it's funny stuff, it'll make you laugh, and they usually do a really good job of like tipping their hat to the nostalgia and the world, the, the history of Mario and the Nintendo franchises. We've seen this also like in some of the the clips that we've already seen um, of the game, right? We've seen the um, Donkey Kong paper mache heads and same with Samus. Um, so I think that those are great examples of just kind of the, the little fine touches of it. But, you know, it's coming out. I think I'm going to pick it up. Uh, I know a bunch of the other guys on the team have 
have it, I think, either preloaded or picking it up as well. Um, I don't know if it's going to be one that uh, I'll probably play with the kids, but I don't know if it's one that they would be as interested in. Um, I think they'd love the origami look and running around, but I don't know if they, they're going to love the like the battle system. And I think that's one of those things that I'm a little bit concerned about to actually get my hands on and actually play and, and have a go at that battle system. That's what I'd like. But yeah, overall, it looks it looks really it looks really cool. So yeah, check it out. If you're going to check it out, if you're like, I might wait, feel free to wait. In a week from now, we're going to have our impressions and thoughts of it. You can wait for us to let you know what we think of it. Or you can just do whatever you want, right? That's cool, too. Um, speaking of the Treehouse event last week as well, Nintendo had talked about uh, bringing WayForward on and sharing an IP that they were creating. And um, boy, boy, was the internet disappointed on that one, folks. Um, so that was... I don't even know how to say it. Barack? 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 I don't remember. It was definitely not what the internet wanted. Um, and it was definitely like a kid's game aimed at a very specific audience. Kind of remind me of like Digimon meets Pokemon meets, uh, I don't know if there's any more Mons. But um, yeah, definitely not up my, up my alley. But I think that there are people who will be very much interested in that. And there's probably a very specific audience. But boy, internet, just remember... Just because it's not for you doesn't mean it's garbage. Um, and it's okay not to, you know, it's okay not to want something. Um, but really, you set yourself up for this one. You put your expectations way too high and um, and you were ex- excellently disappointed. So that is completely, completely on you. Uh, what else we got here for news items? Speaking of news items, what else happened this weekend? Well, Ubisoft had their event. Uh, Ubisoft Forward, which speaking of disappointment and setting weird expectations. um, So we did a live stream of this, Jesse, myself, and Tim. And uh, I will say this, overall, if you're a fan of Ubisoft or you have a PlayStation, Xbox, I think there's some great things. But what they did is they basically took an hour and they deep dove several pieces of of games, right? So uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was in there. Uh, Watch Dogs was in there. Uh, some other stuff was in there. I can't remember. Nonetheless, I digress. Um, but what was not in there was any mention of any Nintendo games or content. And I think we'd all talked about this kind of like prediction of what we might see from Ubisoft. We did not see any uh, remastered collections of uh, Assassin's Creed games like we thought potentially. And we most certainly did not get a Mario and Rabbids 2 or any kind of Nintendo and Ubisoft collaboration. Now, interestingly enough, the, the, the thing that we need to remember when we talk about the Ubisoft component of it here is Ubisoft said at the end of it, stay tuned, um, and we're going to have another Ubisoft forward event in the coming months or later. What really is happening is that Ubisoft, and I wish they had kind of trans, I wish they had messaged this better because I think what we all expected as fans was the Ubisoft E3 event, which is like a bloat event. And they just like show you all the games coming. They tell you lots. And it's kind of a bit of a fun party. And really what they've done instead is they, they, they're saying, we're going to carve out an hour and we're going to show you like three or four games, but we're going to kind of like deep dive those and make sure you hear from the developers and the designers and get some dates on it. And I think that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that approach. Um, but I think it was really about resetting or recalibrating the expectations uh, uh, and, and I guess the compass in that direction. The next time we have an next Ubisoft Forward event, now we're going to know what to expect. 
but I think that people were expecting an E3 blowout, and I know I was for sure, and that wasn't what happened. But one of the things I would say that I really appreciated from Ubisoft is that their approach seems to be uh, very much, here's what you're going to be playing in the next like four to six months. So they dated uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They, date, they dated, uh, uh, what is the game? Watch Dogs. And then the other thing that they did premiere, and that's what, they premiered Far Cry 6 and gave that a date. All of those things are coming out in basically the next six months. So really great job for Ubisoft to say, here's our short-term window. Here's our six-month roadmap. This is what's coming up. Now, I imagine what we're going to do, or what Ubisoft is probably going to do as they come into, let's say, October or November, is do another Ubisoft forward then, and then show us the next six months. So that's where we might get the reveal of, hey, hey, here's Gods and Monsters, and here's a collaboration we're doing. And so we're going to, I think, see more of that. Um, but it was just an interesting kind of pivot. And I, I guess from an industry perspective, I wish they had kind of just changed their wording so that we understood what to expect as we went into this event. Overall, though, I think uh, Ubisoft, the games that Ubisoft, Ubisoft is coming out with, again, Assassin's Creed, uh, Watch Dogs, and Far Cry look really, really good, actually. Um, and, and I'm sure we'll sell a fair bit of numbers. Now, Ubisoft is in a very interesting situation because last year they essentially said to their uh, investors, we're taking like a couple months off of the games that we had slated and we're going to spend time to make sure those are done right and make sure that we are resolved and we're, we're in the direction we want to. Now, I'd be remiss if I also did not mention the challenges that Ubisoft is currently facing internally uh, with some of the, uh, char- not charges, but accusations and restructurings and letting go of staff due to, well, let's just be honest, really inappropriate and uh, it's still family-friendly uh, behavior, uh, or sorry, family-friendly content, so bad behaviors of people, um, which is right, rightfully so. Clean that house, get that resolved, make sure you support your employees, your coworkers, and make sure you fix those problems, so that's fine, but they're definitely right now, I think, in a bit of a, um, a bit of a bruised, a bit of a bandaged situation that they need to resolve. So that was Ubisoft forward. Um, yeah, again, I'm kind of bouncing around the, around the, around the, you know, lot for, for answers and news items as well. Final news item I'm going to leave you with is these rumors about July 20th Nintendo direct event. So, we talked about it before. I talked about it last episode. Is there a Nintendo Direct coming? I said we would get communication, I believe, this week, if not Thursday, Friday. We haven't got it yet. Rumors continue to speculate. What we've also seen is a Twitter account created by Nintendo of Japan, or a co-worker, or a worker in Nintendo of Japan, and it's the Twitter handle is at Super Mario 35 there's no tweets on there yet, um, but it looks like through some quick, easy deep diving that we can tell it was set up by uh, an individual in Nintendo Japan. This would not be uncommon from like a social media's team to get onto that, um, get the handle for the social, um, kind of mask it, not put out any tweets, just leave it as is. And then when you're ready to activate that, that, um, that account, you would then, you know, update your profile picture, update all that information, put tweets out from there. So it looks like they've probably got something up the sleeve. And again, if we've already talked about 
Nintendo and Lego's cooperation for this um, 35th anniversary. I think it's very likely that there is very much something in the works to celebrate uh, Mario's 35th anniversary. Now, these rumors continue to speculate around July 20th. And that's a Monday. And so everyone's like, they're not going to direct on a Monday is, is really weird. Um, I, I would say this. We may not get a we may not get an announcement like, hey, a Nintendo Direct is coming on Monday. Tune in at 7 a.m., blah, blah, blah. We also may just get a shadow drop, right? Nintendo has been known to do that on their YouTube channel specifically and, and kind of on their Twitter is like, hey, surprise, boom, there it is. And so I wouldn't be shocked if we get like a shadow drop Nintendo. I, I, I don't know if we want to call it Nintendo Direct or, or Mario 35th Direct or whatever we want to call it. That's probably beginning to outline a lot more of these kind of events or celebrations or um, things that are going to be going on associated with Mario. And think especially with August 1st being the launch date of um, those, those Lego kits. It's a great opportunity to kind of, you know, use that as almost the kickoff to this kind of event. So I, again, I think it's probably coming up really soon. Uh, again, if we do remember after July 17th, after tomorrow, after Paper Mario comes out, there is no game that is dated for Nintendo. That is a very odd spot for them to be in. And they have, uh, you know, investor calls coming up at the end of July. So that window in between then and July, they're going to reveal something. They're going to reveal, they have, they have to reveal something to make sure their, their shareholders feel confident in the direction and decision the organization and company is going. So I think you're going to get something again, whether it's an actual formal direct, whether it's a surprise uh, mini direct, or, or uh, uh, and we keep using this idea of direct the because that's a format we know it may be something different, but like some type of information specific to Mario uh, in the coming days. I I fully believe that there is something brewing. I think there has to be, um, and I think it, it would probably all very much align with those ideas of. Hey, Super Mario World remastered deluxe version of the Wii U or whatever. And by the way, here are three, uh, you know, Super Mario 64, Galaxy, and um, Sunshine remastered. I think there's a lot of those kind of things that kind of make sense. I also, you know, there's a, there's some rumors that are going around that seem credible as well. Where there's smoke, I believe there is fire. So I think this kind of logically, logically makes sense that we're probably going to have something uh, relatively, relatively soon. Hopefully by this time next week, we can have a chat about it as well. I'd be very excited for that. So I'm definitely the, the, the challenge I think Nintendo is going to have though, um, is it has been the, it has been the Nintendo direct drought, right? Uh, so again, as I said about Ubisoft, Nintendo is going to have to learn how to manage expectations and create some messaging around how to, how to best prepare. Like if you're just coming out and being like, Hey, by the way, our Nintendo announcement tomorrow, and they're like, by the way, we you know we've partnered with Pampers, and now you you have Super Mario diapers. Well, I you know we're we're gonna need to want to set some 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 correct expectations about possibly what's gonna be shown, um, so that the hype level is not off the chart. Now again, the other part of that is Nintendo has to do that, but we as fans, we as fanboys, as as passionate individuals, have to check ourselves as well, right? We, and we're guilty of that. We're guilty of that as, as the Nintendo dads just hosts and say like, well, what if the direct had this? I hope the direct has that and blah, blah, blah. Like we're stirring the pot. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're just making it foam and we're making it worse. So we need to be more responsible for that as well. 
uh, as fans. And it's okay to speculate and say, man, I would love this. I would, I really appreciate that. And that'd be incredible. There's nothing wrong with like that. It's kind of like the Christmas, you know, Christmas wish list. But when Santa doesn't arrive with a presence, you can't be upset with them, right? You got to you got to be like, oh, that's cool. I understand why you did this. So it's a little bit of, of that uh, maturity and also that idea of like, not everything's for you and it's okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm just being a Debbie Downer on that stuff right now. But sure, look at that's That's kind of my thoughts on that. Uh, folks, ladies and gentlemen, that is the news as I can think of right now as I am driving. Um, so let's move into what I've been playing. All right. Uh, what have I been playing? Well, to be honest, um, not a whole lot. Still loving my Animal Crossing. Still, I've almost, I've got to a point now where I've almost got KK Slider to come to the island. So that's uh, going well. Last I was told I have a one star island. So that kind of hurt my feelings a lot. I thought it was better than that. You know, and they're like, oh, let me tell you what star you are. I was like, oh, I'm going to be a three star. And they're like, one. I was like, what the? So that kind of hurt. Uh, so I got to do some work there. Uh, I've been playing Neon Abyss. Uh, I talked about this game last time. Really love it. Um, yeah, it's a roguelike shooter, neon game, cyberpunk, futuristic. It's really cool. I would highly recommend it. There's a demo. You should check it out. I, you know, like I wasn't a big fan of Enter the Gungeon. And when you look at this, you're like, this kind of feels like an Enter the Gungeon kind of game. But I really, really love this. It's it. You know, the funny part is like this and Atomic Crops um, seem to scratch my itch. Like I was like, yeah, I really love, I really like those games. Um, and there's nothing that's overly too different than from those games and something like Enter the Gungeon or Exit the Gungeon. But like, I don't know. These ones just click with me. So yeah, that's Neon Abyss. Uh, the other game I've been playing is Vigor. I talked about this game also. Um, I'm not good at Vigor. Um, I'm not, not, and it's not saying I'm having a fun time, but I'm not good at it. I get killed a lot. This is that kind of, um, battle Royale-esque free to play game where you show up. Um, it's like a war has, a war has been, has occurred. You you go through and you try and scavenge stuff and you try not to get killed and I get killed and there is nothing more frustrating than like you've scavenged everything you need. You're feeling good. You're about ready to leave, and a person is sitting right at the exit and just kills you. And that happened to me last time, and I was just, I was fuming. Let me tell you that right now. Um, so yeah, that is, those are kind of the games I'm playing. And obviously, as I mentioned tonight, I'm going to be playing some Overcooked 2. Man, I love that game. I, we, Me and my wife absolutely love playing Overcooked, uh, and it's together. That's our, that's our kind of like our date night. We love it. It's so much fun. Um, it's we don't get really mad at each other for playing it. It feels like it's one of those things of like, yeah, we're working together like smoothly. It's awesome. Feels good. Now, when the kids get involved, it gets a little bit hairy and a little bit uh, worse for wear. But uh, man, it's it's a good time. So, uh, folks, I think that's probably where we're going to end it. I would say here, of course. Uh community spotlight. Now I'm going to say this right now. Mecha Dragon. Mecha Dragon, I see you. I see your email that came in. Again, I'm driving. It's not healthy for me to read that as I'm driving. Uh, so I'm not going to. But Mecha Dragon, I love you. I love the fact that you email in every week and you always have a question. I am never sick and tired of your questions. I know you said that in the email because I scanned it very briefly. You keep sending those questions. We absolutely love that. 
Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you for engaging with us. We appreciate all of that as well. Now, guys, I'm rounding out the show. Again, I don't have my notes in front of me. Um, executive producers, Patreon executive producers. You guys are amazing. Uh, thank you, thank you so much for your support. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. And of course, guys, if you want to, if you like our content, you want to support us, you want to do all that kind of stuff, here's what you do. Head over to uh, patreon.com backslash Dads. You can join in for as little as a dollar a month. Of course, you can go over to social media. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and of course, YouTube. And watch on July 20th. We got a brand new reveal that you need to take a look at as well. By the way, the fact that the Direct may be the same day as our reveal, the 20th, just for conspiracy theory, has nothing in coordination. Uh, that is not connected in any way. We have not been acquired by Nintendo. Although, wouldn't that be awesome? Um... Well, what other things do I want to say? If you want to email us, nintendodads at gmail.com, just like uh, Mecha Dragon does, you can definitely do that. Thank you so much for your Twitch Prime support, for following us over on Twitch, all that stuff. Man, you guys are so, so awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and of course, you can subscribe to us on all of your major uh, podcast feeds. That's M, what is it? iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, CastBox. Wherever you get your podcasts, you should be able to find us while you're there. I'd love a four or five star review. If it's, if it's three, two, or one, head over to We The Gamer Cast and give them a review. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to us. We love you, right? We, who keeps, who, you know, yeah, love us, right? Um, so guys, thank you. Thank you so much uh, again. Uh, what else was I going to say here? Again, not having my script in front of us or the, like, the, the statements is a bit uh, messing. So uh, guys, be well, be safe, take care of each other, be kind to others. That is all. Have a great day. For myself and for all the other Nintendo dads. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Please understand.